Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessicast. I'm your host, Leah Russo, and today we have a bit of a random episode. This is a Patreon unlock episode, which means when I originally created this episode, it was made for my Patreon subscribers only. And I've seen other podcasters do this where if they're taking a break or they are on vacation, they'll post an old Patreon episode that's still relevant and still really great while they take a little break. Now, unfortunately, I'm not doing either of those things. I'm working very, very hard on the finale of the JC Shazay series because it's been epic and I really want to end it the right way. Plus, I'm working on a million other things for you guys, but I did this episode with Tori from the podcast Ready to be Petty about a year ago for my Patreon when I was finishing up my Lindsay Lohan series. And if you've listened to my Lindsay series, you know that series is so long and there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about in it that I just couldn't fit in. And one of the things was the reality show that her family did in 2008 called Living Lohan. Now, Lindsay wasn't a part of the series, which is why I ultimately cut it from my Lindsay episodes, but I thought there was a little bit more to look at and discuss with that, and I didn't want it to just go by without having an episode on it. So Tori is such a brilliant pop culture commentator. If you haven't listened to her podcast, be sure to do that. And I just knew that it would be a really fun conversation, and I thought it'd be great to release an episode that's a little bit shorter than my usual ones. I mean, it's still an hour, but (laughs) you guys know me. I'm like two and a half hours over here. So yeah, this one is just a little bit more fun, lighthearted, but we do discuss some of the more serious implications of putting children on reality shows and letting reality TV cameras into your home, what was going on with Lindsay at the time. I think it's a pretty interesting episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. You can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast. It's five or ten dollars a month. You can cancel anytime online. And what I post on there is Where do I begin? I do videos on there. I don't post video content anywhere else really except for obviously short ones on TikTok. But these are like long form, like hour long videos that I do on there. I do reactions, pop culture commentary, etc. Then I have bonus episodes which are on any pop culture topic that either gets requested by my patrons or I just feel like doing. So the one that's coming out, hopefully this weekend if I can get it done, is on Jonathan Taylor Thomas, obviously one of the biggest 90s icons. I just did a two-episode series on Tara Reid, and she ended up sharing my Patreon link on her Instagram, which was literally got me in the heart. I was like, thank you so much, Tara. I had a really good one recently where I did Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC, the whole rivalry and the truth behind it. I just did 
a two-hour episode reacting to the Grammys, not just everything with Taylor, but the whole Grammys. It was such an amazing Grammys this year, and I never say that about the Grammys, you guys. I am not a fan of the Grammys usually, but this year I clapped, I cheered, I was on my feet. I mean, it was it was a really, really good Grammys. There's a Playboy series on my Patreon, which is The Girlfriends That Made Playboy, because I just feel like it's ridiculous that Hugh Hefner gets all the credit for that entire empire when really there's no possible way he could have done it himself. It was the women that made him who he was and made him rich and made Playboy an iconic brand. So I do in-depth episodes on those women to give them a moment and put spotlight on them. So, so far I've done an episode on Holly, Bridget, and Kendra. I did Crystal Hefner, who just came out with her book. I did Brandy Roderick, who was a really major figure of Playboy in the late 90s, early 2000s. There's a ton of Jessica and Ashley content on there. So if you're missing Simpson Sisters content from the main feed, definitely join. I think that if you join now, you get access to like at least 75 to 80 bonus episodes between videos and podcasts. So it's definitely worth it if I do say so myself. I'm really proud of what I've built on Patreon and I would love for the community to get bigger and it's not even about the money literally at all. There's actually a $1 tier where you don't get anything extra, but you're just part of our community and it's just like a dollar a month just to say, hey, thanks for making this podcast. I love those subscribers just as much. I love chatting with all of you guys. It's just a smaller, intimate fan community where it's like, I love all my listeners, but the Patreon subscribers are just my people. They really get me. And then also all the public episodes that you see on the main feed, I release them on Patreon at least a week early. Sometimes it's more because I get really busy and then I can't post them on the public feed because I want to edit them down more and whatever. So yeah, you get the new episodes super early on Patreon and you also get them completely ad-free. Everything is ad-free on there, obviously. And you get them in an extended cut. So the ones that I put on Patreon are like, they have extra content because when I'm recording, I record so much stuff. Like I'm the type of person that even though editing is hell and I don't know why I do this to myself, I record like three hours four hours of content for every episode that I do and then I cut it down and I leave some of the stuff that I'm cutting out for the public episode for the Patreon subscribers because I feel like if you subscribe on Patreon obviously you really appreciate what I do you like the sound of my voice you like the people that I cover you don't mind additional facts or stories or articles about that person that are definitely not a hundred percent imperative to telling the story of the episode but are just some extra tidbits or funny things sometimes I make jokes on there that I don't include on the public feed because I'm like uh you know anything that goes public it's like you just never know if the wrong person's gonna find it and judge you for for being weird or whatever you know but on Patreon I'm just like I can be weird I can leave all the stuff in that's fun and maybe doesn't contribute to the ultimate point of the episode but it's still entertaining to hear. So that's my Patreon. If you guys want to subscribe, that would mean the world to me. I am working hard to make it even better. I just love that there's this archive of my work online that at any time somebody can just pay like five or $10. It's affordable. 
and it's so many like hundreds of hours of entertainment so I don't think I have anything else to say I'm actually thinking of doing another Lindsay episode after Irish Wish comes out because it would be fun if my Lindsay series even though it's done it's complete I completed it last year I think it would be fun if I every once in a while over the years if I end up having this podcast forever which is currently the plan I mean I love it and I love all you guys so I don't know why I'd want to stop talking to you guys about pop culture I mean maybe someday it would be like I can't do it as consistently but I would totally be one of those people that goes away for a few months post an episode goes away for a month post an episode but as of now the plan is just to keep rolling along with consistent episodes so I thought it would be fun to add to my series over time, you know, like I'm about to finish the JC one, but maybe in a year once he has his musicals that he's been working on come out or in sync tours or something like that, I'll do another installment and we can just keep adding to the series over time. So I think I'm going to do that with Lindsay. I think I'm going to do a part 18 because I think I'm, I think the Lindsay series was 17 parts, girl. I I really did too much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's okay. Lindsay deserved her moment in the spotlight. She deserved her story to be told fairly from somebody that admires her and is not going to pick on every little thing, but also is able to criticize her when it applies. You know, I tried to make it really fair and, and even. So if you are subscribing to my Patreon too, when you subscribe, if you want to just write me a message and tell me who you would want to hear a one-off episode on, because like I said, right now I'm doing one about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So I want to keep doing that for other icons of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So let me know what other celebrities you would want like a one-off episode on, not a whole series. Sometimes I start <laughs> a one-off episode and I I start researching the person and I realize, oh my god, there's so much more here I have to do a series, at least like a mini series or something. So in the future, I really want my series to not be as long. So like the Lindsay series lasted a year, JC's lasting almost a year. I don't want to do that. I want to do like five episode series and actually get them out every week and then move on to something else and do one-offs here and there. I still want to finish Newlyweds and the Ashley Simpson show. I'm also re-recording some of my early episodes from the beginning of the podcast so those are going up soon there's just so much going on on this podcast so if you need someone to hang out with virtually that that's me there's just so much content out there even just on the public feed so I'm really proud of what I've been able to do with the support of you guys so I just want to say thank you by unlocking this Patreon episode if you want to watch Living Lohan before or after you listen to this it is on YouTube at least most of it is I think the last couple episodes are not so I'm sorry you'll have to be on the edge of your seat for uh, the conclusion but (laughs) Living Lohan is both a really interesting reality show and also the dumbest at the same time it's really it's 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 a roller coaster those low hands just they're the gift that keeps on giving and I feel comfortable watching this reality show and laughing a little bit at it because all the low hands seem to be doing really well now all four children Dina Michael I don't know but I know that he sees Lindsay because they've both posted about it so that's nice and I'm just really so 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 happy in my heart that this family ended up okay with everything that went on in the past. So that was my very long intro. I will stop rambling now. Let's get into our review of Living Lohan. 
Hello, patrons. Oh my goodness. Today we have such a treat for you because we are going to talk about one of the craziest, dumbest, most ridiculous reality shows ever. It is none other than Living Lohan, which we all know that Lindsay stayed so, so far away from for good reason. And I have a awesome guest on today. It is not her first time on my podcast, and I have also been on hers. Everybody, please welcome Tori. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I knew that you would have a lot of thoughts about Miss Dina and Miss Allie and the whole family. It was so much fun revisiting the show. I <laughs> forgot how much I enjoyed it the first time. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So before we get started, though, do you just want to tell my subscribers about your podcast and your Patreon and what they can expect from that? Yeah, for sure. So... I host Ready to be Petty, which is a pop culture podcast. Um, I release episodes every Sunday and then on the Patreon every Thursday. And we're talking about pop culture, celebrity gossip, and entertainment news. And I had Leah on a few weeks ago now, and we were talking about reality TV stars and actresses who tried becoming pop stars and it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, keyword tried very much uh tried <laughs> gave it the old college try and we were talking about how Lindsay Lohan and Hillary Duff um really you know like succeeded and I think that maybe brought us to living Lohan I like literally can't even remember but um <laughs> yeah so I talk a lot about current pop culture and just kind of anything that is in the zeitgeist that people would want to chat about. Yes, and it's a great podcast. And you work so hard. Like you are always – oh, I feel like you're always putting out something. It's just like Thank you. <laughs> amazing uh, production that you have going on over there. Thank you. I am I feel like I'm always hustling hard. You are. It's impressive. Yeah. Which this is like is hard. It's, it's – yes. It's sometimes to my detriment. Like I um, wasn't feeling well this week and I had a really busy work week. And so those – sometimes those things like, you know, collide right. with podcasting. But I have so much fun every episode I record. Um, even if it's like I feel like it's not my best or whatever, like I'm still learning something or just like having a good chit-chat or walking down memory lane. And yeah, so I'm I'm always, you know, trying to make good content. <laughs> and you do. It's awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. So as I said, today we're talking about Living Lohan, and this has a whopping 9% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> and a 2.1 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And the thing with this show that people went into it already hating it without even seeing it, because at this point, it came out in 2008. Lindsay already had gotten into a significant amount of trouble, and she still was continuing to get into trouble. And I think people just felt, why are you doing a reality show? Your focus should be on your daughter and your three other kids and not in the way that it's shown in the show, meaning your focus should be on giving them normal lives. And here you are making it worse by putting a microscope even deeper into your life. So how do you feel about that? Do you agree with that? Do you feel differently? Yeah. So, okay. And 
I might have drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> too much because I know the problems that the Lohan family like has faced with Dina and Michael and stuff like that. But when I watched these episodes, a lot of it, I was like, okay, a lot of you like have good family values and you like seem like a good, like, I don't know if, if they weren't striving for fame, like I feel like they... I don't know, exhibited stuff that I actually like really liked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get into when we actually talk about the episodes, but um, I do definitely agree that like, obviously the mummager thing, we've seen it play out time and time again of like, just putting this undue pressure on your kids. And it brings up a lot of conversations about like consent and putting your kids' lives out there when they don't know, like, the full repercussions. And um, you're right that, like, Lindsay at at this time in 2008, like, she had just wrapped – well, she had wrapped, you know, kind of all of her biggest hits by this point. Right. (laughs) Mean Girls and, you know, Georgia Rule and Herbie – like, fully – like, all of those, like, kind of huge movies and, like, music had like already come out so I also get that maybe focusing more on like getting Lindsay like healthy and happy would have been more of a like good choice for Dina and the rest of the family yeah I mean Lindsay had been to jail you know yeah yeah I think it the thought was because this show is obviously trying to make Allie into this big star and Mm -hmm. I think the thought is like well Look what stardom did to your first daughter. I know. And you're like, okay, to do it (laughs) again. Time to do the album. I know. I know. I know. It's so bad. Especially because, like, because, like, you're right. Like, they knew all about this. Like, they, like, when Dina is prepping Allie for, like, an Entertainment Weekly or, like, Entertainment News interview, like, one of the questions she asked were, like, do you think the w- liquid in Lindsay's water bottle is, like, basically inferring that it's alcohol and not water? Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, you're literally passing this down to your 14-year-old kid. Like, it's so <laughs> bizarre. But then, I don't know. It's tough because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm giving them too much of, like, a benefit of the doubt. But I'm, like, if your kid does want to pursue music, like, what are you supposed to do? Like do you say absolutely not like you're going to be a normal kid or do you, you know, use your resources to help them? Like, I don't, I don't know what I would do in this situation. I, yeah, I don't think that Dina needed to say, sorry, you're not doing it. But I think that there was a way to kind of get her into it a little bit without having it be such a high pressure situation of mm-hmm. we're working with the Maloofs in I Vegas. Yeah. And yeah. it could have been, okay, Allie, you know, why don't you, it's the summer, why don't you do a little part in a movie or something that will take you out of school, just something to get her feet wet. And then, you know, she has Lindsay in her life, even though Lindsay lives in California at this point, like, okay, yeah, you can go visit Lindsay and go do fun Hollywood things with her for the weekend, but then you have to come right back and get to school. I think there were ways that they could have satiated her desire to do music and acting and be like Lindsay without having it be okay we're, we're making an album with this huge company you know yeah totally that's such a good point and I'm also like super anti like 
cameras in the household because it's like your household is supposed to be your like safe place as a kid especially so I think also you're right she could have even done some of the singing stuff without the tv show even like there mm-hmm. there I feel like there's so many different options that would have been better than what they showed but at in 2008 I'm not sure what they're thinking but like when you had such a success story I'm sure they're like dying for the second success story so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so interesting my favorite thing about this whole show is how they try to pretend that Allie's already famous I know oh my god like (laughs) when they go rock climbing and she's like fake like signing signatures on like like scraps of paper it was so funny yes multiple times throughout the show they have people ask for her autograph and you know it's set up no nobody knew who she was no not at all or like when the her like peers were teasing her and stuff I was like that was all fake (laughs) it was so bad it's it's just so funny because they also have First of all, poor little um, Dakota, Cody, yeah, the Cody, young kid yeah. who, who just wants to like play soccer. I know. He wants nothing to do with any of this. And then they ask him a question and he goes, when people ask me what it's like to have famous sisters, I just say, I don't know. I love them. They're my sisters. And I'm like, no one says, what is it like to have famous sisters? People say, what is it like to be Lindsay Lohan's Lohan's. brother? I know. I know. 100%. That's so true. And, like, Cody was so sweet for that. Like, that's what I mean about, like, the family, like, the pieces that I really liked. Like, he, honest to God, just wanted to be a kid and, like, hang out with his sisters. And, like, they did – I don't know. I thought that they, like, got along. Like, I felt like Cody was – always playing basketball but like Allie would join him and stuff and I'm like these are the like moments where you're like okay you are just like a normal family but yeah obviously they're not actually (laughs) and don't feel bad about giving them the benefit of the doubt because I love Dina and I always give her the benefit of the doubt and I always defend her from all my research which was immense I really think that she is a good person and heart in her heart and I don't think that she ever has any negative intentions I truly think she's a good person I just think that she's a little misguided and I think that she is an addict so she sometimes falls back into that and that definitely drags her into a unstable place where she's not able to be the mother that she is when she's sober I think Mm -hmm. and so that's really unfortunate but in general I always defend her like there are some things that she's done or said where I'm like girl Mm-hmm. But but most of the time I defend her and the reason is because today all of her kids seem to adore her. They always post about how much they absolutely love her, how wonderful she is. Lindsay talks about her like she hung the moon and I'm like, okay, well if all four of her kids still talk to her, not just still talk to her, but are still really close with her after everything that's gone on, she has to be doing something right because they're adults now. They don't need her. They they could have easily gotten out of contact with her yeah 100 percent. yeah after I had finished um watching the episode I looked up what all of the kids were doing and stuff like that because obviously I just at this point follow Lindsay and I was really surprised to see it seems like all four of them have really close relationships with is it four or five uh four, four kids yeah mm-hmm. have really close 
relationships with Dina still. Yes, they do. So that's really nice. And I actually got emotional when Lindsay was promoting Falling for Christmas and there was like a picture of all them on the red carpet and they just all look so good and so healthy and happy. And I'm just so happy for them because there's so many things that went on that could have been the end of that family unit. And I could see everybody kind of splintering off and not getting involved with certain other members. So I'm just really happy still a family. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And like I – so yeah, I know she got into some trouble in the mid-2000s and I think early 2010s with like DUIs. Dina's most recent DUI was actually in 2020. Oh, that's so sad. I know. So it's something Uh, she still is struggling with. with? Okay, because I definitely remember she had one in – like maybe like 2013 and then maybe one prior to that. Yeah. That's that's really sad. But um I watched her on Celebrity Big Brother. Um I listened to a lot of like cut co- like podcast coverage about that season too. And a lot of people who didn't know any of her backstory really enjoyed her. And I enjoyed her too, but I'm just like I was obviously biased. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that don't really follow pop culture really really enjoyed her and (laughs) yeah um yeah so that that obviously like um issues with alcohol um I think is hereditary like Lindsay struggled with that Michael the husband has struggled with that but that's that's really tough I know it seems like she you know just always plugs along and (laughs) moves on to the next thing you know totally and so what did you think of Jeremy, the producer that comes over? Oh to- <laughs> my God. See, this was the this was one of I think this was like the biggest red flag. Other than her yeah. her like pushing obviously a music career, but like, okay, so if people don't know, basically <laughs> there's a music producer. He's like seems like he's like in his mid twenties. Um, but his name is Jeremy Green. Um uh the Lohan family was introduced by him by him just DMing Dina on like, I don't even know, like AOL at this time or something like something MSN, like something so random. Yeah. Um, she said, I aming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is like, I'm like, <laughs> this is such a throwback. Cause like how, how would this like ever even happen nowadays? But he was a music producer and he made, a bunch of like demos for Allie to listen to but uh when Dina went out to like a few like dinners and stuff like that she would just leave her kids with this seemingly random man and I was like this is so problematic and then he went to um the tabloids and was like oh um Lindsay Lohan like and I like I can't say if we're dating or not or whatever and then Allie was so upset and then like immediately forgave him I thought that whole thing was bizarre yeah because you know we talked about how a lot of stuff on the show is staged I did a lot of googling and that was real there were articles and you could still find them if you google Lindsay Lohan Jeremy Green There's a lot of articles that say, you know, oh, Lindsay spotted out with this guy. And I don't know if he actually did hang out with her because they're insisting that, you know, Allie's like, you don't even know her and all that stuff. But 
it's the tabloids say that they were out together. Who knows if that really happened, but um, whether that happened or not, he did talk to them and say like, oh, you know, me and Lindsay are just friends and all of that. And then I thought Dina was going to like ban him from the house because she was talking about how, you know, she's a lion and she has to protect her cubs and it's just ridiculous and all this stuff. And this is someone who is coming into her house and working with her child and just openly lied. And she's just like, look, you know, this isn't how we're going to do things. Like, you don't you don't know how to play the game yet. And she keeps, like, giving excuses like, oh, well, he hasn't been famous. Like, he doesn't know how to play the game and everything. And I'm like, but, like, you should know that you're not supposed to, like, lie about people. It's not really about being famous. It's like he's obviously using – your name name. to get his name out there and you know make him rumored that he's dating Lindsay and oh he's a music producer so maybe that would get his tracks out there and stuff and the most the craziest part to me is that when he comes over Allie just grabs him and like drags him up to her bedroom I know and like shuts the door and they're like sitting on her bed and stuff like that and again I'm not I know and I'm like Obviously, we don't know if anything, like, nefarious happened, but, like, it's fucking weird. And then, like, also, you're giving, like, a 14-year-old songs that are, like, obviously, they're not, like, they weren't, like, sexual or anything, but it's, like, talking about, like, being in love and, like, uh, it's just so weird. Like, it's just not what a normal, I don't know, it's not normal in any situation. No, it's not at all, and they just act like it it's fine like he's allowed to be in there alone with her and Dina's not even like checking in or anything like that like yeah they should be if they're gonna work on music they should be downstairs like by the stereo where it's like open and I don't know especially if he's lying about Lindsay that means he's already showing like shady behavior so I'm not saying he's gonna like you know jump on top of Allie and you know assault her or something but just you don't know what he could be saying or or you know what I mean 100%. And you're right. There's so many articles about him. He was 25 at the time. (laughs) And like he's talking to every freaking news outlet about hanging out with the Lohans and um, hanging out with Lindsay and like talking about the attention and stuff. Like it's so wild. But I don't think he made it in the music industry (laughs) no no because if you google him it's all just about Lindsay. yeah it's all from 2008 still (laughs) so I also think it's it's like so crazy when Dina and him have this conversation at the kitchen table and Dina's and he's like no 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 like you don't understand I had no bad intentions but I did say that it's like well then what were your intentions of lying like you know what I mean (laughs) it wasn't misconstrued that was the other thing it wasn't like something oh that could be misconstrued he was literally asked are you dating Lindsay and he was like um I cannot like confirm or deny (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can it's like yeah you can like that's the the thing and like I was just so surprised like when they read this I was like okay they're rightfully angry and then there was like no time before they just like forgave him. Yeah, it was fine. And then Dina yeah. says, she goes, well, you know, we're using you too. I want your tracks. So it goes both ways. Yeah, which I do <laughs> like, which is wild, but I definitely do think that is the business mm-hmm. at some point or on some level, both parties know that 
they're using each other. Like, for example, at, at this point in the show, um, the is it the Maloofs? Mahoofs? Who is Maloof. it? <laughs> yeah, it's it's George Maloof who owns the Palms. Right. The Maloof family, um, all of their production team had sent Allie demos that she didn't like. So he was the only one that had like, you know, more like hip hop based songs. And so, and again, we don't know the ins and outs of the show or what was happening in real life, but like, like they didn't have any other options. So I think they're like, okay, we'll, we will lose this music if we actually like, you know, don't forgive him for this. Yeah, and they should have been able to get better music. Like, that song is not it. No, I know. That was another thing that was, like, super surprising. Well, okay, I think one thing that I was, like, surprised at is, like, I actually think Ali Lohan has a good voice, which mm-hmm. I was surprised at. And I was like, okay, if she had more vocal training and better um, music, I actually think she could have had – like again, not like a Beyonce music career, but like a Hillary, <laughs> a, a Hillary Duff or a, a Lindsay Lohan music career. And um, then the second thing was, yeah, just at how bad the options were. And I was like, it's wild because you're right. Like the Mulu family is a really big family, or that's how they were portrayed in the show. And then the Lohans, and maybe it was because Lindsay's star was kind of falling, but like. They, you would think they would just have um, a lot of options to work with, but they, they really didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about the grandma? Because I love her. I wish she was <laughs> in it more. Too. Me too. Me too. That's like another thing that I enjoyed so much is like, like one time they were all sitting in the kitchen and they were talking about uh, the grandpa that passed away, the Nana's husband. Yeah. And um, it was so cute because Cody had um, like a poem or like, I don't know, like something from his funeral or something like that, like the program or something like that taped in his soccer, uh, like shin guard. And yeah. they were talking about it and she starts to tear up and he like walks over, hugs her and then kisses her on the head. And I like, I'm like those types of like, that type of affection and stuff, I'm like, that's why I, I do like this family. And, like, I do think some of their values are really good. Because I, I think, like, that was such a beautiful moment. No one said, like, oh, go, like, kiss your grandma. Or, like, yeah, like I don't know. Like, it was just really empathetic and, like, sweet. And I don't think I, – I, I have two sisters, so I didn't grow up with boys or anything. But, like, I don't know any boys that would have, like – at his age done that so um yeah it was just it was really really sweet it was so sweet it you can tell they all really love each other and yeah I do wish there was more of that on the show like I wish this wasn't supposed to be a star vehicle for Allie and it was more just like hey we just want to show you who we are and we're not just like this tabloid family and we're actually a real family and we're just trying to deal with this fame and everything that's been a constant since Lindsay was like 10, you know? Totally, totally. And I, I felt bad for her because the grandma, like, she doesn't want to go to Vegas and they keep I trying know. to force her to go. And I'm like, the woman's like 90. Like, she doesn't want to go to Vegas. I know. <laughs> I know. That annoyed me so much because my grandma, my grandma's probably like maybe 86 or 87. Actually, 
No, I know she turned 85. Her birthday's coming up. She'll be turning 86. So she's 86 and like she doesn't like to fly. Like it's not I get like for some reasons it's like, hey, maybe you're depressed and you just want to like stay at home and like isolate. But like people of that age, like they don't want to travel that far. Like no. they they want to stay in their communities. They want to stay close to home. Like they're worried and and you know, sometimes like their mobility is limited or they're tired or they just like, you know, don't want to like slow people down or whatever. So I was like, get off her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the other thing that I felt so bad about is when they have Michael Jr. Like, I guess Zoom didn't exist. So I guess he was Skyping with Dina. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the bullies. And I never even thought about this, but he says to uh, – oh, no. Well, then he comes there in person and he says to Allie, like, you know, you only have to be away for, like, a couple months for this. Like, when yes. when Lindsay did Parent Trap, I had to leave for seven months. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. This poor kid is, like, just in school trying to be normal. And I'm not blaming Lindsay because Lindsay was a kid. I mean – and you know I love Dina. But, like, what an effect this had – on these other kids 100% and like again I looked up Michael Jr. okay spoiler alert he's still with Nina oh is that his wife yes oh that's and they have great a kid together and I was like oh my god that's so sweet because they had like a very cute relationship they were college like sweethearts but yeah because again he seems like to have a really normal life he's like off at college um he is talking to Cody and Cody's like, I don't want to go to Vegas for two weeks. I'm going to miss my friends and soccer and school and stuff like that. And then he's like, Oh, hey, you're, well, right, I- you're right. It's Cody. Cause he yes. doesn't want to leave soccer. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, that's so fair. But I was curious. I was like, why don't they get like a caretaker so he can stay in school while she leaves for two weeks or like, again, Where's Michael, the dad. I'm probably in jail at this well, he, point. That's the thing is he was – I'm proud to say that I know about all of uh, – well, I know about all the reported uh, Michael jail stays, and I don't think he was in jail at this time. So I that's don't know. Maybe so this funny. was when he was in Florida. Like for a while he was in Florida, and he joined this like religious cult and was like a born-again Christian or something. So maybe that's what was happening. But um, I just right, think like – This would have been filmed in, like, early 2008, like, February, Mm -hmm. March or whatever. And then it came out in, like, May or June or something like that. So he wasn't in jail (laughs) at this time. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just really sad because they can't – I just think that – I just think that the whole family shouldn't have to change everything because one kid wants to make an album. Totally. And straight up, they don't mention Michael on this <laughs> show. It is so wild how they straight up do not mention their dad. So obviously there was like turmoil at this point. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is really sad because I was like, it's also really bad for kids to be pulled out of school for like two weeks. And then they feel like they're like behind and like that they're not connected with their friends and like all of this and just like they kids like routine. And so I, I was thinking that at the time, like you are obviously a well-off like family. Why don't you have some type of caregiver? 
I know. I was thinking that too. Like, why does she have to drag him there? And I feel yeah. bad because he's straight up like, I'm not going. And you know he has to I go. I know. I know. And like they did – we did meet like Paul or like some – one of Dina's brothers. But I was like, why – I don't know. I just was thinking like, and two weeks is nothing compared to seven and a half months, like Michael Jr. was saying. So I don't know. But I don't think it's great to pull kids out of school. No. And at least like Allie, like that's her project. Like Cody is just like, I just have to be here, you know? Yeah. 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 Poor kid. That was rough. Um, And there's – one scene earlier in the show when Dina's going out and she's in the car with her mother and some other people and she's like clearly drunk and she's insisting that she can not do anything about this. Like Allie just is determined yeah. and she's like, you guys know, I tell her to go to school, just, you know, stay in school, please. And she's like, no, I won't. I have to sing or whatever. And she's like, I can't stop her. And I'm like, you absolutely can stop her. <laughs> right. That's your job. You're the person. You're the one who can stop her. Yeah. Like legally, um, (laughs) you can actually. That's so funny. Yeah. Because she, after like the bullying incident, wants to be homeschooled. And she's like, no. And that whole bullying episode was weird. Like, I don't deny that I'm sure she was bullied because of Lindsay. This whole situation is crazy because, first of all, Allie's being so rude. Like, Allie's treating Dina like shit. And yeah. Dina didn't do anything. I know. Um, and Dina's like, okay, I'm calling Tina Fey. We're doing Mean Girls too." That was really funny. <laughs> that was really, really funny. I'm like, Dina, get your mind away from the show business. Like, this has nothing to do with that. And uh, it, you know how she acts? She acts as though that there's absolutely no way to get around her whole family being in show business. Like, she acts th- as though... This is their birthright. They have to do this. So she might as well just make it work within the context of that. There's no thought of maybe I should slow it down. 100%. And like, again, though, I feel like, like, I feel like Lindsay has such a star quality. Yes. And like, I don't know, maybe it's like when you meet someone that has like, you know, that quality, like an Adele or Beyonce or something like you feel like it's. I don't know that this is the path for them, but I'm like, that's not Allie. No offense. But like, she just doesn't have what Lindsay has. No. And that's not even a, that's not even dissing her because Lindsay is like truly extremely special. Totally. totally. And this, this girl's just a normal girl. Like she had like a normal, (laughs) like a good singing voice. She was, um, I thought in, in certain aspects, she was like pretty articulate and like Mm -hmm. funny and, and stuff like that. But like, I, she didn't have the like magnetic draw that Lindsay has. Right. She's definitely not shy and yeah, <laughs> she yeah. has an attitude, but she doesn't have like what you're saying, that charisma. Totally, totally. And okay, you brought up a really good point that I just want to loop back to for one second because it is a really good point. Like, why did they um advertise the show and promote it as Living Lohan? Like a uh, uh, inner look at the Lohan family but then the main thing was Allie's like singing career like it, yeah. it just seems like they tried to do two different things and it like didn't really work out whereas like maybe if they just did 
one, it would have been a, a little bit more cohesive and maybe like received better. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked to see just a more real look at their family and their dynamics without it having to be so produced and revolving around this girl who I don't know it's also that it's funny because like Dina insists that Allie's insisting but Allie seems like she's into it for sure but she doesn't seem like she's like this is my passion I have to do this like you know she doesn't explain the things that you would expect to hear like you know oh I've been writing songs since I was a kid or I always love singing I would sing in choir or I would sing in church like she's just kind of like oh yeah my sister is Lindsay so yeah (laughs) yeah that's so true yeah like it's just driven by I think yeah like the notoriety and the they seem just chasing you know something in Mm -hmm. in Hollywood but like okay then I'm like think then I'm like then why didn't you move to LA and like fully go in? Like they're still living in Long Island. Like it's just, it's so weird. It's, and like she's, Dina's managing Lindsay from Long Island. Like, I don't know. So -hmm. it's like, they weren't all in, but they were like basically all in. Yeah. So there's also, what I think is really funny is there's this moment toward the beginning, actually like in the first episode where Lindsay supposedly has a sex tape and this was true yes, this was this yeah. real drama um yeah. with Callum Best who's her boyfriend and Dina's like oh no 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 Callum would not do this so and it did turn out to be fake but Dina calls Lindsay and she's like you know the first thing I have to do is just call my child and see what she says about it and they mm-hmm. see they show Dina on the phone being like hey sweetie it's mommy and then they cut to her just going okay bye <laughs> and yeah it's so funny that like I understand that Lindsay didn't want to be on camera so they didn't want to get her voice but they also could have just filmed Dina's side of the conversation and even that is not allowed Okay, so I was going to ask you this too because I'm not um, up on the lore like you are. Why wasn't Lindsay a part of this program? She just kept saying in in interviews when she was asked about it, she would just say like, oh, that's their thing and like I don't want to get involved because they're doing that and I'm focusing on my sobriety and I'm doing the projects that I'm doing and it's really more about like my sister and stuff like that. I think that Lindsay really didn't want to be a part of it at all because like it was Mm. a reality show and she didn't want to like stoop that low at the time, although she would, you know, but I think with Oprah and everything that's different, that's like a very, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you don't say no to Oprah. (laughs) Right. And I, I think that Lindsay still had it in her mind that she was going to get back into these big movies yeah and it wasn't it was still it could she could have too like it was still salvageable at that point yes yes but I think that she was telling Dina and Allie like well I don't want to be on your show because I don't want the whole focus to be on me like if I do it everyone's going to talk about me like I want it to be more about you guys and I want it to be your thing like I don't want to overshadow and I'm sure part of that was true but like of course Lindsay doesn't want to be on (laughs) living Lohan but I just think that it it would have been fine if she just like, you know, was able to be on a phone call or something like if she was in it for two minutes or if she was just in the first episode just to get people to watch. But I think she was just like, hell no, I am not even touching that. I know. Or like if she showed up in Vegas and like. Right. Was at the recording studio one day or something like that. Like, 
I completely agree because, okay, so this was like three or four or yeah, three or four years post Mean Girls. So you're right. This was kind of like in the height of her, like, so the previous three years were like pretty tumultuous. Mm -hmm. So maybe she just, um, want, like, we obviously saw that in the first episode, Dina was going through all of the tabloids and she was in like every single one of them. Yeah. And Dina says like, you know, I don't really obsess over the tabloids. And then they, they show her just like going through She's everyone. every single one with like a <laughs> magnifying glass. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree with you that like at this point in 2007, 2008, she's trying to being like, oh, I, I was in a really bad place, but I'm, like, getting better, going to rehab, like, in a few, like, smaller movies, like, um, the one that she was, like, a sex worker in, um, I Know Who Killed Me? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. so I guess she's just trying to, like, I guess pivot at this point. Yeah, and Lindsay at one point joked that she should do the show and she should do a reality show because then maybe people will understand her better and will actually see what she's really like as opposed to what the tabloids say. And then Dina said, well, that's why I'm doing it because I want people to really see us. And she actually said that she had no choice but to do a reality show. Yeah. Which is like, I love Dina because it's just like classic Dina. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like you do have a choice, girl. But she was just saying that from the perspective of like well I don't have a choice because everybody talks so much shit that I might as well just let them in and just like kind of throw up my hands and be like okay well here's here's my life and it's actually not that dramatic or scandalous I'm just a mom trying to raise my kids with this spotlight and everything but it just never occurs to her that she can stay away from the spotlight she can just kind of be the mom and the manager she doesn't have to be Chris Jenner you know Yeah, 100%, which is interesting that she said that because I feel like that's what the Kardashians, maybe not in their first season, but definitely in the later seasons, use the TV show to like show the good family value, like quote unquote family values of their their household, which keeps them, I feel like, from like not being canceled because you have a soft spot for fucking Scott and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, like, you see Kendall's anxiety and stuff like that. And I feel like this show did that, too. But that's why I'm, like, why wasn't Lindsay on it? Because I do feel like if she was in some of these family scenes, like, she would have bounced back a little quicker. Yeah. And you do see on the Oprah show, Lindsay with Dina and with the grandma and like them all together. And it's just so sweet. And on Living Lohan, it comes off like I know this isn't true because I know how close the family is and was at this time. It almost comes off as they're as if they're like third cousins of Lindsay's that are just kind of claiming that I know know her. (laughs) Like actually, though, like in the first episode, they didn't actually say her name for like five minutes. They kept just being like we have this famous sister, we have this famous sister and stuff like that. It seems like the, at first they like couldn't say her name. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> y'all are siblings, but, but I, we know that's not real because like we have social media and we can see that they're close and stuff like that. But I'm like, at the time they definitely seemed like almost estranged. 
Yeah, and they weren't like, especially Allie and Lindsay. Like uh, when Lindsay was in New York, she would take Allie with her everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They always were photographed together. They were really, really close. And you just would think that Allie would say like, oh, I'm going to call Lindsay and ask her advice about this album because Lindsay's done two albums, so maybe she can – Give me Literally, some tip. yes, <laughs> and like anything to just make yeah. it a little bit more realistic. Yeah, it's all very, it all seems very strange. And then there's this whole thing where there's an electrical fire in the house. Oh my god! And Dina doesn't even come home. That was <laughs> so bad. So she's like shocked. She calls Cody. Cody's like. Yeah, there's a fire. The kids were getting – so, like, Allie has asthma. She was getting, like, oxygen from an an ambulance worker, a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Dina, like, had her phone on do not disturb or whatever, but her bodyguard slash driver was like, hey, your kids are calling. There was a fire. She calls Cody, and after, like, 30 seconds, she's like, okay, well – talk soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's funny because what she's saying in the interview doesn't match what she does at all like in the interview she's like when you hear something like that about your kids you go into panic mode and and then they show her and she's not panicking at all yeah yeah I was like you panicked <laughs> for one millisecond and then went back for your party and I was like also the party okay it was an anniversary party for Boulevard magazine and she was on the cover once in 2006 I was like that's like not even a party worth like attending like seriously she actually gets vogue too by the way literally she she's at like okay maybe if it's vogue don't go back to her like your kids or whatever but like it's straight up boulevard i don't think that they've been in production for like the past 10 years like it's obviously she didn't know that at the time but Mm -hmm. it's so embarrassing yeah, and at the end of it, they're like, oh, it all ended up fine, you know. I don't know if it's Dina who says it or one of the kids, but Dina's like, oh, yeah, I didn't even have to leave my party early. And I'm like, girl, you should have been in the car, like, speeding back because even though, you know, there were people there with them and everything, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, your kids are scared. They need you. And the fire trucks are at your house. Yeah, and then she gets back. All her kids are asleep. She, like, goes into their bedroom and, like, kisses them and stuff. And it's, like, you're lucky your kids are, like, safe safe and sleeping. I also thought that this was really interesting, too. And I think it shows how kids of famous families have to be, like, very self-sufficient. Because they were so – and, like, also I always think this, too. It's, like, there's also a camera crew So it's like if anything did happen, like there was adults there, but like Mm -hmm. it was just Allie's and Cody's cousin. Like she was probably like 14 or something like babysitting them. They did everything right. Like they were like, hey, something's like obviously smelling like burning or gas or something like that. Like we'll exit the house and we'll call 911. Like they did everything like they were like, I thought really calm and all of that. So they do seem like sure in that aspect and like responsible I don't know if they had to become responsible because Dina and Michael were a bit MIA but Mm -hmm. yeah they they handled that really well yeah and then we have this continuing on with the bullying storyline we have the fake paparazzi at the impact thing that they go to oh my god that (laughs) 
was so tragic. Like, that actually was, like, I think the cringiest part of the show, maybe. Like, they go to a – was it a school or a, um, like, like a after-school – pro? Yeah. Yeah, like a community center or something, like an inner city one. They go to Manhattan for that. Yes, they drive into like New York from Long Island and they go to some type of school school that like does dancing, singing, acting, like all of this stuff. It seemed kind of like an after school program or, or I don't know, some like community organization. And the paparazzi's just waiting there. Yeah. And they take pictures of them going in and leaving. Yeah, and I don't even know if they were real paparazzi that they called just to do them a favor. Like maybe Dina said, if you show up for this, I'll give you a picture of Lindsay or something. Or were they actors? Like, I don't know, but there's no way that they were just there. Dina didn't get followed by the paparazzi when she was by herself. Like they would sometimes wait for her if Lindsay, something was going on crazy with Lindsay, they would wait for her. And then, you know, she would come out and they would say, what's happening with Lindsay? But they wouldn't just photograph her like she's the celebrity. No, not at all. Like. Um, Allie would only get photographed if she was with Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. It was just so funny how they had those uh, set up autographs. Like they do it multiple times with the autographs and the paparazzi and everything. And it's just so silly because I actually think that uh, Allie would have been more popular with fans if she was coming from a perspective of, you know, my sister's famous and I feel like I'm in the shadow, like Ashley and Jessica, you know, like I don't get any attention and my sister everywhere we go gets photographed and they just kind of push me out of the way and in order to get pictures of her. And that would have been like more relatable. And instead they just act like she's famous and they don't explain why she, (laughs) you know, why she would be famous except for association, you know? And like, I did know who she was at this time, but that's only because I was obsessed with Lindsay. I was a really big fan, obviously. And so I knew Dina, I knew Allie, I knew Michael, but your average person who just like has seen Mean Girls and thought it was good is not looking online. Has no idea. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, I know. It's like I knew too because I was reading the tabloids. I was obsessed with Lindsay. Allie, I think, is one year younger than me. So, like, I felt like we, you know, we were like not peers, but like, I just, I loved, like, Selena Gomez is my age and stuff like that. I love, like, celebrities that were the same age as me. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, I don't know. I felt like a, not a connection to them, but like, It just felt like, oh, this could be like me (laughs) or whatever. But so it's like I knew, but it's like nobody else did. It's actually so embarrassing. And also we've learned so much more about paparazzi in 2023 than we knew back in 2008. And so there's like celebrity spots that people like celebs will go to and paparazzi will hang around like 24 seven that so it's like celebrities go and they know they're going to be photographed like a Craig's or a Nobu or right but that these random like alleyways to a, a theater program or whatever in New York like that's when you know someone's getting called like that's they didn't right. find you there they didn't follow you and find you <laughs> no it's so bad it's so bad Yeah, if it was Lindsay, if Lindsay was there at all, I would believe it 100%. But because she was not, there's no way. They're not going to waste their time. There's other people that are actually real celebrities that are not just family of celebrities that are in New York that they need to get, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
So another moment that was real, well, that wasn't real, but a moment <laughs> that actually was real that I thought was like kind of emotional and sad was when they had that friend over. Oh my who god! Lost her child to meningitis, which is insane. Did she write like a poem about her daughter yeah. that Ali was yeah. maybe going to use for a song? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember if it was the child that passed away's poetry or the mom's poetry or something like that. But um, yeah, Allie was going to turn her poetry into lyrics, but obviously that never ended up happening. No. But it's really interesting because I was like, they kept being like, okay, we need a song that is like believable for Allie and stuff like that. And I was like, why didn't they choose this song? Not to exploit the, you know, tragedy of it but like it was the only time that she showed like any like emotion in her singing and stuff and I was like this may maybe could have got more traction as ugly as that is uh to say but more traction than all around all the way around which is the the single that they end up releasing in this tv show right well I actually think that this is probably the most authentic part of these first few episodes and right. that they should have stuck with that. A lot of people were at the time when this show came out, the reviews say that she's trying to be Ashley Simpson because obviously she's like the younger sister of this big star and she's making an album. And the, obviously Ashley is like extremely talented and I'm not saying Allie isn't, but like Ashley was a songwriter and Allie was just kind of like waiting for people to give her tracks. Yeah. And I think that it was beautiful that they had that connection where this person clearly meant a lot to them. Like Dina's like on the verge of tears Mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was similar to the way that with Ashley, we got to see like the story behind all the songs on her show. And she explained like that they were based on real things that happened to her and we got to like know her boyfriend and then at the end of the episode he dumps her and then she sings unreachable and it's like oh my god like I feel that so much more because I know the story behind it and if Allie and Dina really wanted this music career to take off and be taken seriously they should have just copied that model that should have been the first episode if they really wanted this to be about her becoming a music star it's like okay we have this friend she's Allie's vocal coach her whole family means a lot to us Her daughter passed away. It was devastating for everybody. And so we have this poetry and we want to work it into a song. Like that would have been such a good episode. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think like music that does well, well, like one type of music I think that does really well is stuff that is is personal. Yeah, like we see that through some of Lindsay's music. Like you're saying, Confessions of a Broken Heart obviously comes to mind. And then you mentioned Ashley Simpson, like Shadow comes to mind. Like, yeah, I just, I guess it's hard because that's way more emotional and like stuff like that. But I I completely agree. It was like the first time we saw kind of humanity in her work. And I was like, that's the special thing that's the magnetic thing like that's the thing that people like relate to and stuff right exactly and that song that she ended up releasing all the way around that was written by Cara Diaguardi yes which yes I know the 
the story of Cara Diaguardi because she was she was on American Idol as a judge, but she has literally written like any song that I've enjoyed in the last mm-hmm. like twenty years. Absolutely. She is just huge. So that is impressive. That's much more impressive than Jeremy. And I know. I know. I know. Why wasn't Kara on the show or was she? Because I didn't I don't remember the end of the show. Well, they ditch Jeremy and work with uh, Iman or Iman, the person that we were introduced to at the Palms Hotel. So I guess that was a win for us. But the song (laughs) all the way around, like, again, it has Cara Diaguardi's, like, stamp on it. So um, I definitely remember having this downloaded on my iPod and, like, listening to it. But – and I feel like if they followed it up with, like, a few more songs of this genre, she could have maybe done better – did better. But, like – I'm pretty sure they released this single of hers and then she didn't release new music for like a really long time and I think just like kind of fell off. Yeah, she did. She's does music now, but um Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago actually Lindsay claimed that she was Allie's manager. Oh, interesting. So that was at the end of like 2019. And interesting. It was weird because I don't know where Dina was. Maybe it's because she was busy with Big Brother or something. Mm-hmm. So Al, uh, so Lindsay was just taking over for the meantime or whatever. But Ali actually lived with Lindsay for a long time in Dubai. And apparently they were both recording songs. They quarantined together over there. Mm. So they were also on a radio show together. They did like a really good interview actually. Um, and Lindsay kept trying to put the focus back on Ali. She's like, oh, my sister's the talented one. Like she's doing this song and this song and this song and this song. And I think Lindsay really believes in her and it's very cute. So I do wish her the best, you know, because I feel like at this time, especially you could tell she's trying so hard to be like older, like the the makeup, her makeup's heavier than Dina's. Literally, and her bang <laughs> is heavier than <laughs> like anything. Yeah, and it's just she doesn't know who she is yet and she's just 14 and she's on TV. I mean, can you imagine if like when you were 14, you had a reality show in your house? Like, oh, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been such a nightmare, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So for anyone who might be confused as to why we're not getting more into, like, the end of the series, it used to all be online, and now it's just, like, episodes one through five, so we couldn't do six through nine, so maybe we'll do that in the future um, if I'm able to find it, if any of you guys have it and can send it to me. I know that Lindsay stands have, like, an archive of stuff, but – is there anything else that stood out to you or that you want to mention about this like first block of episodes? I think just how much I enjoyed it, how much I loved like Cody and Michael Jr. and Nina. <laughs> and I love all of them. They're so cute. They're so cute. And um, just I think the last thing I'll say, because I, again, really enjoyed it, even though we were like critical of it, I I had a great time watching it, but like, Me too. I think like, I'm just surprised it wasn't a success because it gave me pretty wild vibes. It gave me keeping <laughs> up with the Kardashians vibes. Like it seemed to fit in with all of the shows that were out around this time. So it was on E, um, 
I'm just super surprised that it it didn't do well. Yeah, I I I think people were just it was too much with the low hands. Like I think people were just oversaturated that Lindsay right. was in the news constantly and people just saw it as oh this family is so desperate for fame and they didn't like that, but right. I thought it was like not that bad of a show. Like I thought it was pretty entertaining. Agreed. 100%. Like I was fully entertained. It moves quickly. The scenes aren't like super um, drawn out or um, like some of the Kardashian (laughs) storylines. Like it it moves pretty quickly and all the characters are really funny or or like uh, Jeremy Shady. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of nuggets. There's a lot of one liners. yeah, yes. I just I'm su- I'm surprised. You know what was hilarious when Allie picks up the sauce and she's like, "Jerk chicken, what ew?" She's like, "What is that? That's for dogs." And Tina's like, "No, you're thinking of beef jerky, honey." <laughs> that was so funny. First that of was all, so funny. Like, like <laughs> it's one thing that she doesn't know what the sauce is, but beef jerky is not like just for dogs. Like people eat beef jerky all the time. Like what are I you know, and Kate, just wait. What sauce was it that they couldn't find that Cody liked, and so she just swapped it for jerk sauce? And she was like, "He'll never know." <laughs> like I can't remember what it was, but I was like, "That it was like something that was completely different." Yeah, I don't. It was know. like teriyaki or something like that, and she's like, "We just swapped it for jerk sauce." I was like, "That makes." no sense but like whatever (laughs) yeah I also the alley moment that I like was just kind of shocked by is when they're in the car and she insists on doing her nails and Deedon's literally like coughing and coughing and coughing sneezing and she's just like I have to do it mom and the grandma is like Allie can't you do that at another time and she just refuses like she doesn't even care that her mom's coughing I know and she's painting her nails like jet black (laughs) um I it's actually funny because when I this was another thing that I was thinking about is like how much my style was like Allie Lohan's like I had the thickest eyeliner the thickest bangs and I wore black nail polish but we weren't like emo kids or anything like that that was just like (laughs) I guess the look yeah um and yeah it was just so funny how she was constantly painting her nails black like in the car on her bed like I'm like this is so like these are the worst places you could be painting your nails oh gosh well those low hands they just are the gift that keeps on giving you know truly they truly are (laughs) yes I cannot wait to see what happens next well I guess what happens next is Lindsay's having a baby yeah I'm so excited for her and it seems again that the family is doing really well so I'm Mm -hmm. just and like have got their shit together so yeah I'm so stoked for them Stay away from the reality shows, even though I would love to see one at this point, but yeah, me too, me too. But but for their for their sake, like yeah. stay away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do you want to tell my subscribers where they can find you and follow you? Yeah, of course. You can find me on socials at RTPP Podcast, and you can find my podcast Ready to Be Petty on all podcast platforms. Yes, and I did an episode of it last year, so that could be your gateway drug. Yes, yes, (laughs) your gateway drug. And then Leah also joined me for a Patreon episode, which was really fun. I feel like we have to do, like, one of these days a part two because I feel like there's so many more people that we could have talked about. But, yeah, it was super, super fun. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. This was amazing. I love talking about this with you. And maybe we'll thank have to you. do a part two as well if we find those other yes, episodes. Yes. <laughs> Please. I would love that because it's actually funny. Um, I watched them throughout this week and I was like um, – really upset when I couldn't find the last three. I know. I'm like, I want to know what happened. Same. And like, I have a vague recollection just because again, I did watch these, but it's like, how many years ago is that? Like 15. So I'm like, (laughs) anything I am referencing and I'm pulling out of like my ass from like 15 years ago. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for being Patreon subscribers. As always, if you guys have any requests or anything like that, I always check my Patreon messages before anything else. So let me know what you want to see next and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.